The Open Source Creative Podcast, Episode 10, Ooey Gooey Yui. This is the Open Source Creative Podcast, a podcast where I ramble on about creativity, process, and open source software during my work commute. Episode 10? Really? Woohoo! <laughs> I've hit double digits. And what do I talk about on such a landmark episodes? User interfaces. That's right. I'm going to toss my head in on user interfaces in open source software. And maybe folks in this podcast audience, all six of you, agree with me, so I'm just yelling into a windstorm here, but hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully there's some people who disagree with me, and you do listen to this, and maybe I can convince you, maybe I can't convince you, but maybe we can have a conversation about this. Uh, I, I may get ranty in spots, but hopefully it's nothing too bothersome. And one thing that I, I didn't mention in there that I should make clear up front, I, I don't want anyone to get the impression that I think that the interfaces in all, or any for that matter, uh, open source creative tools are perfect. Far from it. I have lists of my own issues and complaints that I'd like to have resolved with all of them. Maybe I can resolve them myself. And I have those exact same lists with proprietary software tool, some tools. I mean, like I said, I've, I've used and will use and have used both. I just prefer the open source ones. Um, on personal news, you might have noticed that I've been keeping up with the lie of the day. And some of them have gotten pretty strange, but I'm having fun with them. I'm glad I started them back up, and it's likely I'll keep doing them after November ends. So that's a lot of fun. Also, also... My little patch to Blender that I talked about a few episodes ago, the one where I hyphenated add-ons so it reads as add-ons rather than add-ons with no hyphen. Yeah, that, that patch. That patch got accepted and committed to master in, in uh, Blender's Git repo. Now I have a whole two patches in Blender. Yay! Yeah, this is my little minuscule contribution to that. As always, if there's something I say that strikes a chord, you can make a comment on it on the podcast section of my website, monsterjavaguns.com slash podcast, or you can track me down. I'm Jason Van Gumster. I'm on all of your favorite social media websites, I think. If it's not, if I'm not there, let me know, and maybe I can go put myself there. Just look for Monster Java Guns, and uh, you can tell me what you think there. I also have an email newsletter. It's a plain text, light traffic thing. In fact, I, I don't think I've sent a single email out to the list yet, so I should, I should probably do something about that. But on the list is it's it's meant to be a place where you can get, uh, you can get in early and on knowing anything that I'm up to and, and those sort of things. So, if you're interested in that, you can subscribe to it on the sidebar of my site. Again, that's monsterjavaguns.com. All right, enough of that. Let's have the show happening now. Uh-huh. We're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Open Source Creative Podcast. I'm Jason Van Gumster, your host and driver. Um, (laughs) if the background sounds a little bit weird, it's because I'm not driving my car. 
you won't hear the the re-emergence of my squeaky clutch because i'm not driving my car my car has to be left at home and driven by my family because the front half of our other vehicle was torn off yay so i'm driving a rental and i'm actually taking the rental back to the rental place because it's also i'm not recording this on my way to work i'm recording this on my way from work so traffic may suck and this might be a long podcast which is a little frightening because i don't have a whole lot of news to lead with so i'm just gonna have to go with with the talking thing anyhow so let, let's let's go into the news related things let's start with groupon groupon fucked up groupon fucked up <laughs> sorry had to get a little juvenile there for those of you who don't know over the course of the last week groupon well no this actually started back in may but groupon everyone hopefully who's been on the internet for a little bit knows who Groupon is they uh they they may have violated the Gnome Foundation's trademark on Gnome and man I I still freaking hate pronouncing that damn G but it is the proper way to pronounce it so I'm gonna pronounce the damn G stupid stupid but, all right, so the Gnome Foundation discovered, well, they didn't discover All right, back in May, Groupon announced the releasement of a point-of-sale device uh, of theirs. Uh, I, I was really unclear as to what it, what it is. I'm, I'm guessing, like, Redbox for Groupon deals or whatever. And in any case, uh, they're, they're going to sh- try to release a, a point-of-sale device, and they called it the Gnome, G-N-O-M-E. And it's a point of sale operating system for for making sales and, and, and those sort of things. And it's basically everything that the GNOME Foundation and the GNOME Desktop Project is against. <laughs> and apparently there were some conversations and discussions back and forth and no one was budging and, uh, and those sorts of things. And um, what ultimately ended up happening is the GNOME Foundation went public and they said, hey! We got a pretty good belief here that the uh, that Groupon is going to, or has technically already, violate the GNOME trademark. And the way trademark works, for those of you who don't know, is trademark isn't quite like, say, copyright, or, or even a patent for that matter. We'll, we'll go with copyright, where in copyright, if you, uh, the second you produce something in most countries, it's immediately copywritten and copyrighted not copywritten it's immediately copyrighted and you have the right to you have the right to enforce that copyright by uh various means takedown notices and 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 things like that but trademark is a little bit different the way trademark works is if somebody infringes upon your trademark if they use your trademark or if they use your trademark or trade name in a way that isn't consistent with what you do, or, or dilutes the name, or uh, if it's you know in a related field or whatever, and, and they're trying to use that popularity for for something else or whatever. That's a trademark violation. And if the thing about trademark is, if you don't actively pursue 
legal action to protect your trademark, you essentially cede your right to it. So people who own trademarks, uh, registered trademarks, they're obligated to defend their trademark or risk losing it. So the GNOME Foundation basically had, if they want to keep that name and, and not have any issues with, with, uh, with losing their trademark on that name, they have to legally defend it. But unfortunately, the, the, side of the, the caveat to that is in order to legally defend something, you, you kind of got to pay for lawyers. And a larger company like Groupon kind of knows these sorts of things. So when this little disagreement happened between the Gnome Foundation and Groupon, um, the disagreement ended up in, Gru in Groupon filing 28 more trademark applications to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office uh, instead of saying, you know, oh, well, you know, we recognize that you own the trademark blah, blah, for 15 years and blah, 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 blah. No, no, they, they filed more applications for, for trying to get known as a trademark for their product. So there was a really big, I want to say a giant nerd stink about this. <laughs> and basically, if you're, if you're being sh shrewd or if you're being uh, sort of overly analytical about it, you would, you would basically say that Groupon was counting on the fact that the GNOME Foundation wouldn't have enough money to defend itself or, or defend its trademark in court and therefore it wouldn't be a difficult grab. Fortunately, the GNOME Foundation was able to raise a stink about this, and short version is that within a week, within a week's time between last podcast and this podcast, Groupon basically said, yeah, we're, we're not gonna name our project GNOME anymore, our, our, pro our product GNOME anymore. We, we uh, you know, we, I think the exact quote was something to the effect of, we value our relationship with open source more than uh, than a name for our product or, or something wacky like that. But short version is they, uh, at least on the face of things, have decided not to pursue naming their product GNOME. So yay, the GNOME Foundation gets to name, keeps, keeps, ugh doesn't have to spend a lot of money to defend its name. I'm curious to find out, because they, they set up a, a, a donation drive for, because they thought it was gonna be a long drawn out sort of legal battle to try and defend its name. So they they set up a, a, a crowdsource uh, drive for for funding and you know other things. And so I'm curious, I, I haven't followed up with, but if anybody knows, so they got a bunch of donations to defend it. Are they? Do they have to return that money? Or are they gonna? What are they gonna do with that money that they received? I mean, it was all done in good faith and everything, so it's. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just one of those things. I'm. I'm personally curious about what's gonna happen there, mostly because eh, I'm curious where money goes. Yeah. So that's. Uh, that was. That was like the biggest newsy <laughs> thing related to uh, this podcast that, that happened last week. I didn't see so a whole lot of things in, in relation to software releases. Or oh, but but GIMP Magazine yeah, did do its uh, relaunch and November release of the magazine. So if you're if you're a GIMP person or if you're just a image editing kind of person, go and uh, check out GIMP Magazine. I think it's I'll put the, the link to it in the in the show notes. I think it's their their volume number six or 
release, I forget what they call magazines. Issues? Issues. Issue number six, I guess, is what it is. And so it's that's out now for, for your reading pleasure. Go check it out. Speaking of GIMP, anybody who's been kicking around GIMP for a while knows the stink that a lot of people brought up when GIMP switched its... In GIMP 2.8, the native saving behavior for GIMP was changed. Now, currently, as of the current version and all future versions, if you save a file in GIMP, you will always be saving it to the XCF file, the native file format for GIMP. This is the GIMP equivalent of the PSD file if you're a Photoshop person. So, saving equals XCF. That's what 2.8 means. If you want to save, sorry, if you want a ping image, or a JPEG, or a GIF, or PPM, you know, whatever non-XCF format, then you're not saving any longer, you are exporting. That's the current, that's the new behavior, new, I'm saying new, but it's been like that for over a year now. That's the behavior that GIMP now uses. And there's pages and pages of emails of people putting up a stink for this I mean yeah it takes a muscle memory to get around it but it's it's not that big of a deal in my in my opinion but you know some people have have very specific workflows that you know their their muscle memory requires them to do things so one of those people also happens to be um Akana Peck who's been pretty big in the on the development and on the documentation side in the GIMP community and um, she wrote probably one of the more popular GIMP books. And she has also written a plugin for GIMP. She initially wrote a, a save export plugin for GIMP right when this whole thing started. She wrote a, a very quick plugin that essentially returned the old behavior back. Now, it had a couple issues with it, and, and um, some people weren't, you know, they, they wanted an integrated solution. They didn't want to use the plugin. But it did the job and it did it did it reasonably well but she wasn't fully satisfied with it so recently she's actually um released a new plugin called saver which as you might imagine does that same feature better so that that's what saver does and so she she actually went through the effort of updating her plugin i'll say updating her plugin but i think she essentially rewrote or wrote a new one that gets back to the pre 2.8 so blender 2. or blender sorry gimp 2.6 and before behavior of if you save and you want to save in something you can do control s and save to any file format you want xcf ping jpeg whichever and so that's what her little plugin does and so if you happen to be one of those people who just after a year, well, over a year, a year and a half, was two, it's almost two years now, I think, after all this time of working with GIMP and the new file save, file export mode of working, and you still can't get used to it, go get Akana's new plugin and go about your merry way. Um, so yeah, and this, this, this dovetails into the main topic that I want to get into for this week's episode, which is 
UIs. Ooey gooey UEs. <laughs> um, I want to talk about user interfaces. It's it's a perennial topic when it comes to open source software, and and it's not entirely undeserved, but it's also the vitriol that people throw out when it comes to user interface and user experience stuff is I I it's it's unparalleled. I I don't see it in any other software communities, and and. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but it's, uh, well, I'll get into that. All right, so let's talk user interface. A lot, I mean, then this goes into GIMP and a bunch of, a lot of open source programs get derided for their user interfaces. I don't like the user interfaces. Well, the program seems to have a lot of capability, but the user interface I just can't get used to. Blah, 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 blah. You, you, this is a perennial discussion that comes around in a bunch of different open source projects. It just, it just happens, and, and it happens everywhere. And like I, I'm not going to get into the merits of this or that UI decision for, for any one application. It, it, those discussions go around and around in circles, and I'm, not, I'm just not going to get into it because it, it's no fun. And, and, I mean, I'm sure it's fun for somebody, but I'm, it can't be fun to listen to, and I really don't want to talk about it because I get enough of that <laughs> reading it on forums and, and mailing lists and other related things. But I just, I don't see, I mean, yeah, people who use... Users of proprietary apps as well. You, it's not like complaining about user interfaces is 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 an exclusive behavior of people who use free and open source software for for creative projects or for any sort of projects that we have on the application side. Com- complaints about user interfaces are are universal. <laughs> complaints are universal to all programs, all types of programs, and all specific. Pro- you know, it's like the common cold it it really is is pretty indiscriminate in that regard and i mean i mean you can see that when uh microsoft office got the the ribbon at the top of it uh you can see that in you know people talk about zbrush's interface being all whacked out and crazy you see people talking about just in general it's just, it's 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 a thing and i i personally have deep seated issues with illustrator i just don't like the interface in illustrator yeah it's they're just things right and but there's it takes on a very specific kind of flavor i don't know there, there when it when it when it comes to, to to open source tools people it seems to me, and maybe i'm just too close to it I mean, there is that possibility, but I, I don't. I don't think so. I've, I've done. I've done a little bit of my due diligence on this topic, and it's, it just seems that there's there's an amplified vitriol. There's an amplified anger, if you will, for open source tools taking making particular decisions about about 
the way they work or the way they expect users to work with them, right? There's just, and and I, I, I'm curious what the psychology behind this is. I mean, the, there's a part of me that says that it's, it's part of the fact that if you're if you're an individual person working on 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 a piece of software, using a piece of software, right? If you're just an individual, you just work on it. It's not likely that a complaint that you make or a complaint that you and a bunch of other people make to a proprietary company making uh, making any particular application the likelihood that you're going to that your 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 complaint is going to be listened to is reasonably is fairly small right unless you do this whole like gathering a coalition of people who agree with you signing petitions and and sort of banging on, like a hundred people banging on their door every day saying, we will buy your software if you do this, or we will stop buying your software if you don't do this, right? You know, that's, but as an individual person by yourself, you got no say. It's not like you can call up, you know, Adobe or Autodesk or anything like that as an individual person and say, hey, um, I would really like it if this worked this way. I would really like it if, if I could modify my 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 hotkeys to work in a different way you try 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 modifying your hotkeys on some proprietary apps you just can't do it and that's a problem it sucks and but with 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 free and open source software there's there's a level of intimacy a level of accessibility that people have with the people who are developing the software you you i mean you know the you can very easily find out the developers by name and address them and say, hey, you do this thing, right? Or, or stop doing this thing. Or there's, there's a, there's less of a sense that there's a wall between, not a wall. I don't want to say a wall because it's, it's, because I'm not advocating a wall, but there, there's, there's less of a sense of, of separation. It's like, oh, there's just this guy who's, who's doing this thing. So, and he's doing this the software and giving it out for free. So why shouldn't he listen to everybody and, and do everything everybody wants and try to make everybody happy? Or she, because there are female developers out there. They exist and they're awesome. So, I, I, so yeah, part of me psycho, like thinks like psychologically there's, there's like it's okay to be mad at, at or it's okay to be more mad at, at free software because it's, you know, and, and maybe, maybe the people who are, who are doing this, they might be migrating from other packages and they're looking at at the open source tool as not as an alternative, not as a different way of doing the same thing, but as a replacement, as a clone that's free of that same thing, which the open, most open source tools definitely are not that. They have, they have their own way of working and, and often they have their own way of, of approaching a workflow. And, and that's, that's the thing. One of the things that people say regularly about open source software that, that this is what makes it so great is that as an open source developer, as a free software developer, you're not beholden to shareholders or the market or to, you're not beholden to anybody really. In, in, in the, the abstract sense of things, if you, you have an enormous, as a developer, you have an enormous freedom to experiment 
and do unconventional things. Or I'll say, some folks will say unconventional. Some folks will say non-standard. But it's also kind of it's another way of saying innovative. Point out one thing that's innovative that's the same. The innovative and the same don't really go together. You know, it's, if it's the same, then it's not innovative. It's it's the same. <laughs> and so you have you know on the one hand you have people saying that open source tools have a have an opportunity to try new things and be innovative and be experimental and 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 try to figure out what works and on the other hand you have but don't do it with 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 this and don't try it with that because blah blah because you know i've got my workflow that i'm 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 used to and i want to stick with it and blah blah blah. And, and so it's it's you can't have both you can't. Uh, and there's there's an additional issue when it comes to user interfaces and in that user interfaces aren't like a, a back-end library that you can refactor or swap in and out sort of, I'm not gonna say, say at will because it's not like it's that easy to just swap in and out libraries necessarily. But a, a making a user interface decision require, done right, requires a fair amount of forethought, a fair amount of planning and design. And then when you make that decision, you, you kind of need to commit to it for a little bit to see if it works, especially if it's a if it's a different way of doing things, right? If it's a different way of doing things and it's a user interface sort of thing, you have to give users the chance to get used to it, to, to unlearn whatever other way they knew how to do it and, and realize that whenever they come into your package, it's things are a little bit different. And because not always, it's not like, it's never as easy as, well, it just changed the key map because a user interface is often, is, is often, it almost, often it, it absolutely is more than just buttons and key maps and, and, and those sort of things. It often deals with, 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 with workflow differences, the approach to doing things is different. Um, and, and, and for instance, if you're looking at 3D software, and I'm going to talk about proprietary software. You're talking about proprietary, well, no, I'll still talk proprietary software, but not 3D. We'll talk compositing software. It's a much easier example. Your two sort of packages that people talk about, that people use on a, on a high frequency basis are going to be After Effects and Nuke. Those are when it comes to compositing, nine times out of 10, those are the tools that you're gonna be playing with or tools that look like one of those two tools, right? And, but they, have, they do essentially the same thing. They're compositors. They take an image, whether it's moving or not, and mix it with another image, whether it's moving or not. And you can do that with masks and that effects and all these other things with it. But the, the, the essential job of a compositor is to mix two video or image sources together. After Effects does it with a timeline-based interface. So everything is based on, on the, the timeline and, and you layer things and stack them on a timeline. Nuke, on the other hand, is a nodal network. It's a node network. It's a, it's a nodal way of approaching it. And these are completely, fundamentally different ways of approaching the same task. It's not... It, it's kind of ludicrous for someone to go into After Effects and say, well, what can't, well, you know, how could I change my hotkeys to be like Nuke? Well, I, 
It's a different way of working. Just changing the hotkeys isn't gonna isn't gonna do it for you. It's not nearly enough. Just like vice versa. If you go into Nuke and you want to do, uh, say, well, how how do I do this in the, the After Effects way? And the answer is you're doing it wrong if you try to do it that way, because they're 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 fundamentally different. They have core differences in the way in the the way that they approach solving that problem. And again, we see the same thing happening on the open source software side as well. And again, we have the in open source tools, you have the ability to do the experimentation and try things new and, 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 and those sort of things. And it also deals also with, with the, the mission of the, the tool. The tool is, you know, for instance, recently, come, recently came out as Natron, which is a compositing tool that is, it's essentially its whole goal is to be a open source replacement, and when I say replacement, clone-like replacement for Nuke. The interface is very, very inspired by Nuke, and the way you do things and everything is is, is very Nuke-y. <laughs> and so some programs have the mission of doing that. Some programs, on the other hand, have, I want to do this task, 2D graphics, video editing, animation, 3D animation, 3D graphics. I want to do this and I want to take this approach to it, a different approach to it. And people seem to get very upset at that. And I don't, I don't, I guess I don't understand why people are upset. I mean, if, you, if you're going to, again, nuke and After Effects, right? If you're going to go, go into one shop as a compositor and you're a nuke guy, but you your next job is going to be After Effects, and the only people hiring you is After Effects, but you know compositing, you're going to learn After Effects. You're either going to wait for the next nuke job to come through, which admittedly they, they're, they can be, they're, they're out there and there are a lot of them, but I mean, maybe you're in a, you're in a market that only does After Effects stuff. Programmers run into this all the time. Some, some cities, some states, some regions, they, they're looking for visual basic programmers. And if you program in C, unless you're going to learn visual basic, you kind of shit out of luck. You know, or, or, you know, if you want to work in the business, in, in, in business programming, for instance, Java got really popular there for a while. And if you're, you happen to be a VB programmer, you, you're kind of fucked, right? That's, that's, that's part of the nature of things. And, and creative tools are, are, are no different. So why, what makes open, why, I just, when, when people run into that with open source tools, they, they, there seems to be this, this, I'll say, I, I, the indignation. Can I go with, can I say indignation? Is that, is that, is that going to be accurate? Yeah, I'll, I'll, whatever. Fuck it. I'll say it. They, they, it's, they, they have an indignation that, that this, this tool that they're getting for free along with, you know, all the source code to change it if they, they want or pay somebody to change it for them if they want this tool that they're getting without paying any money. It doesn't work the way that they 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 envision it to, or they or they're used to, so that gives them a greater right to yell at it, right, and 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 say that the interface sucks. It's not most of the time in these applications, the interface doesn't suck. It's just different from what you're used to, and. Maybe it's very different from what you're used to. That doesn't necessarily mean that it sucks. And and to say that these interfaces are not well thought out, especially in the larger programs, the, the Inkscape, the Blender, the GIMP, uh, I'll say putting the in front of them, but Inkscape, Blender, GIMP, Scribus, uh, MyPaint, Krita, the, the list goes on and on. To say any of these applications, 
don't have any sort of thought put in them when it comes to the user interface. If you think that, then you obviously don't know what's going on with the development of those tools, which is a shame because all these tools are developed in the open. You can find out what's going on and, and why those decisions were made. And, and sometimes it takes a little bit of digging. Yes, they don't, I mean, coders don't, aren't necessarily, and designers aren't any better at, at documenting why they come to a conclusion. They'll come to the conclusion and be done with it. Again, coders and, 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 and designers are no different in that regard. Uh, a lot of the designers I know suck at documenting their process. They just sort of figure out how to do it and, and don't document it and go with it. And again, a lot of developers are the same sort of way. It's just, that's, that's a, a very natural behavior there. But that stuff is out there and in the open. And if you do your research, you can find the justifications and, and discussions about why decisions were made and, and, and thought of that. Now, sometimes the decisions made that I'm doing this as a stand-in and when I get time to do a, a more thought-out interface, then I'll, I'll do that. Sometimes you do run into those things every now and again, but it's, it's not as common as you might assume just because an interface is different. And I mean, it's not like there are when it comes to user interfaces, there's a, there's a notion that there are rules. And I'm, I'm using that term, I don't have the right terms, right? So, so I'm saying rules, but I don't mean rules. And I, I, I'm going to say laws. Let's go with laws. That, that there are, are, are laws of user interface. And there, there really aren't. There are rules. There are, there are guidelines. There are studies. There are conventions but everybody has what these they're 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 principles right just like in design and design in general right you have principles of design it doesn't dictate that you should always do x y or z you know in terms of composition or line or form or any of those sort of things in, in generic design right you have you have design principles everybody has their take their own take as to how to apply those very same principles right the principle like the, the, you'll have um let me see if i can come up with with an example you're talking about um focus right in terms of of generic design not even user interface design just just design one of the one of the principles of design is is focus your, your focal point what you want the viewer to pay attention to right and everybody has a different take on how to achieve and control focus in the things that they're designing. And some folks will use line work to guide the eye around the page. Some people will try to do it just with shape and, and composition. Um, some people will will do it by by the the lack of the put everything out of focus except for one spot and then that spot obviously that's that's sharp and in detail is going to be the part of the, the focal point right and so everybody has a different approach to achieving and controlling focus based on whatever they're they're trying to achieve with that design and so it user interface design is no different you have principles you have fundamental principles of user interface design but to say that every like to say that there's a solution is misguided and incorrect because there's not a solution there are various there's a wide and various array of of solutions and the people who are designing a lot of open source tools they have they have they 
a lot of them are very well read when it comes to user interface design. Some of them aren't. I mean, not all of them are. But there are a lot of these pro projects, projects? I don't have that accent. All these projects have people in them or behind them that, that with a design background that, that have studied this and pay attention to it. And they just happen to have their own take on, on uh, how to effectively address those principles of design, of, of user interface design. And it's a shame that people don't 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 recognize it because it's not it's not comfortable. It's not like whatever that one application they're used to is. You know, it's not like Photoshop. It's not like Maya. It's not like 3D Studio Max. It's not like After Effects. It's not like Premiere, Final Cut. I mean, there are there. Are, it's it's. It's it's an I guess what it comes down to is that it's 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 interesting to me that it, there seems to be a double standard when it comes to open source software and, and user interfaces, and and people don't and people mistakenly make the assumption that there's no thought and no design and no study in terms of user interface that goes behind these programs and it's false. I don't know how to fix that, and I'm obvi I'm obviously not going to figure out over the course of a of a drive and a podcast that would, or an episode of a podcast that's. <laughs> That's a little bit ludicrous, yeah, but I mean, it'd be nice to, to 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 have a solution for that. I mean, what? I mean, is the solution that well, then, like the the, the clearest solution in in the commercial world? Let's just talk. Let's just talk art. Not even not even software. Let's talk art, creative content. If you want to get all businessy about it, if you're talking creative, if you're talking art, creative content, whatever, whatever. Yeah, there are some things that are clearly bad. Not denying that, but most of the time, it's simply not for me. It's not for you. It's it doesn't resonate with me. The way it works is not a way that I I like working with it. So I don't complain and tell the person who painted this painting that well your painting doesn't do anything for me, so you should paint something else. No, no, your book doesn't do anything for me, so you should write a different type of book. Do you realize how fucking stupid that sounds? It, it's it's pretty dumb to 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 do that. You what it comes down to is you're not in the desired audience, or you're not in not in the desired audience. You're just not in the audience for that piece of art, for that medium, uh, for that story, for that painting, for that sculpture, for uh, that movie. You you're not in that. You're not in the audience. Uh, that would that would appreciate it, and so what you do is you move on, and you don't do it. You don't use it. You don't watch it. You don't. And yeah, maybe maybe you you you're talking to other people, and well, yeah, I, I didn't. Some people say, well, that movie sucks. No one should ever go watch that movie. And on some movies, I I might agree, uh, <laughs> but generally speaking. That's that's probably not the best approach. Well, well the, the truth of the matter is that it's subjective, and that movie just didn't do anything for me. That movie didn't work for me. And base, and then talking to somebody else, saying, you know, if if your if your tastes are aligned with mine, then yeah, you you might not like it either. You can go watch it if you want, but you might not like it. That's the way these recommendations ought to work, right? But no, no. People take a, a very black and white stance on things, and, and it's not that it's not for me. It's it sucks, and it should be killed with fire.
right? It's 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 fundamentally bad, fundamentally wrong, or stupid, or or any of these you know pejorative terms you want to throw at it. It's it people will say they don't they don't say that that it didn't suit me. They'll just say that it sucked, and that's not one. It's not helpful. It's 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 absolutely useless in terms of being any kind of value to to if you if your goal is to try to improve something telling somebody it sucked not particularly helpful say it didn't work for you and you have these specific tastes that's useful and so from there someone says well i your tastes are aligned with the sort of you know people i want to be producing art for then let me let me let me make art for for you because I want you to be my audience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll work. It and that's up to the person creating to make that decision and and follow up with it. Or what happens a lot with creatives is I'll go watch a movie or I'll read a book and say, shit, you know, that didn't work for me. For me, it kind of sucked. I think I could do better. And then I go and try to do better. I I write my book. I I you know, make an animation. I, I do the create, I do the drawing. I do that creative thing and, and, and make it in a way that, that resonates with myself. Open source software is the same damn thing. It's the same thing just with software. If you don't like it, it doesn't resonate with you. You'll use something that resonates with you. The, the, the goal of most of these projects isn't to be everything for everyone. And if you think that, you're wrong. They offer the opportunity that anybody could you everybody can can do it, but not the right. It's not like because they exist, you're entitled for them to work to to for them to be comfortable for you and everybody. No. If they don't work for you, find something that does, or make something that does. And if you can't make it, you can design it. You're a creative person. You're a designer. Maybe you might be. You might be a you know an animator or a video editor or whatever. But you know, if you're if you're a designer, design something that that works, and then find somebody to make it. Right? I mean, those are that's that's how this shit works. And so, yeah, that's, and that, that's, that's the core of it. And I, I, I feel like there's a double standard because something is free, because it's free. People get the misconception that it's, it's supposed to be for, see, I'm, I'm running into deficiencies of language here because these programs are are available for everyone, both as, as users and developers. You have the program and you have the source code to do anything you want with it. You can either make art, not either, but you can make art, you can modify the program and make, make code, you make code art, right? So it's, a, it's, it's available for everyone. These programs are available for everyone. That doesn't mean that they are for everyone. And I think that's 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 the biggest misconception that, that people have is that that if it's a free tool, free I don't have to pay for it tool, 
right? Zero dollars kind of free. If it's that kind of tool, then, then there's an assumption that it is supposed to have a very low barrier to entry in terms of usability. Soft, not all software has, has a low barrier to, to entry. Not all software is for beginners on any front. I mean, I mean, there, there's, there, and this goes for closed source proprietary software as well. They have things that are, are for very technical people. They have software that's, you know, and so it, the difference when it comes to, to open source software is that the audience isn't necessarily the casual user, the the hobby, it's not necessarily going to be the casual user, the hobbyist, or, or that thing. And if it, and if it's a professional user, it's not necessarily for a professional user that's used to a very specific sort of workflow and doesn't want to change it. That you're not in the audience if you're there, and it's okay. And that that in a nutshell is is I think where where there's a disconnect is that the the belief that free availability also means that it's meant for everybody as 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 a user and that, i mean a lot of these programs it's just it's not the case the, the the these programs are are created for a purpose and and with a user in mind and if you're not that user then it's it's fine you're you're welcome to use other tools and it's it's a shame that so many of these tools there are people who feel the obligation not the feel uh, the reason why i'm struggling with words is that so many of these words have been commandeered and they're so like emotionally charged it's hard it's hard to say them without giving the wrong connotation to 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 make people think that I mean something that I don't necessarily think, or, or, or maybe it sounds like I'm being demeaning when I'm not intending to. So, the, like, the level of, of, you know, there's, there's, like, one of the words happens to be entitlement, and it just happens to be an appropriate word, but it also, it's a, it's a charged word. It's a, it's a polarizing way of saying that, well, you know, but yeah, people have people who get something for free have a strange sense of entitlement that that not only should it be free, but it should be tailored to them. And it's it's just this. If it's a really, I mean, on an emotional level, I suppose it makes sense. But rationally, it doesn't make a lick of sense. And and I guess that's that's where it comes down to for me is is I don't again I don't I don't have a solution for this. I wish I did. Because if you go to somebody and they say, well, you know, I think the software, I think the, the, the interface for this program sucks. I mean, how do you go up to that person and say, well, you know, you, you don't have to use it. You can use a different program. How do you say that without sounding like a dick? Is, is it possible? Does it matter? You know, I mean, I don't know. It, it's something that I want to talk about more, I suppose, but... <laughs> I've showed up at the uh, the rental car place and my commute's about over, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to cut this short here. Um, and I, I mean, at this point, I really can't say a whole lot more without without beginning to repeat myself and talk circles and and those sort of things. So let's just uh, until I can think of something non-circular to say and something different and a new a new thing to contribute to 
this discussion. Fortunately, I've 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 arrived at my destination, and I need to uh, clean out this damn rental car and and return it. So um, maybe I'll talk about this more next week, or maybe not. If you want me to talk more about it. How about you make a comment on this episode's page on my website, which would be monsterjavaguns.com slash podcast. Why don't you make a comment there? Give me your thoughts and, and whatnot. And maybe maybe if the discussion gets pushed a little bit further, maybe there's there's some more things to talk about next week. Yeah. Well, until then, that's this episode. And uh, we'll go talk to these people. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Hello. You know, uh, that thing's liable to go off. Yeah, it could.